Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of the Fused Relativity Podcast. Man, we're really moving right along all the way to episode 17 already. I'm kind of shocked. 17, NC17. Nice. Big number. Big number. They keep going up. I thought we, you know, next episode, we're going to do 14 over again, just to mix it up. (laughs) Well, Kirk, I got to ask, what are you a valued customer of? Well, I I have a little mini rant. My, I'm Bank of America and uh, they give me every month, they give me interest of like 13 cents. And I'm like, you know what, Bank of America, giving me 13 cents a month doesn't make me feel like a valued customer, more of a homeless person. You know what I mean? Where it's like, hey, man, got any change? I can't, like, just, it's just, it's insulting. You're, you're, you're pitching, the billionaire bank is th- pitching pennies at their, their, their clientele and going, here you go. I don't know, save it up. Make it a dollar at the end. Like, you just make me screw up my checkbook. You know what I mean? I actually have to 13 cents. That's why it's off. Because they give me interest. I don't know. And also, too, I don't like online banking because it makes it so hard to steal the pens. You know, right? That's, that is... I always they had the the vault and the the pens were chained down and all the bank robberies they never got the pens never the money yes the pens no and uh, just I was like you guys just reminiscing do you guys remember when uh, people would rob banks um, instead of the other way around do you guys remember that that was a long time ago see that's why I like int int I uh, yeah. And Federal Credit Union, that's our hometown bank. Okay, so that's the way around the doing that. Okay, I might well, have to switch then. I got a, I got a kick out of uh, when you said that. I, it made me laugh because just this last month, I paid off one of my student loans. And uh, great feeling. But well, Yeah, but I, golf claps, by the way. Well done. And, uh, but see, the thing is, is I paid what I thought was the final balance. And then I get a log back in and I see a balance of two cents. <laughs> you missed it by two. We and still... I'm like, really? Interest kills you every time. And, and so I'm thinking, I'm like, how could I, what's the most inconvenient way I can give these people these two cents? Like, can I write a check for them to have to cash? That would be funny. A cashier's check for how much? For two cents. Make them, make them. <laughs> Make them double sign post date. You have to have it certified. What? Certified. Certified. <laughs> like the old Hedberg joke, two easy payments and one fucking complicated payment. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hedberg was funny. Well, uh, John, other than being a little bit, uh, well, let's call it as it is, hungover, how are you doing otherwise? A little bit hungover. That's, Yeah. About the gist of it. You think in your mid thirties you would learn not to drink that much, but you never do. I, I don't. You don't. <laughs> I like you. I thought you were going nagging wife, but then you went. What are you gonna do? You yeah. kind of it, it veered. I like. I like the turn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blame work. Good call. <laughs> Always blame work. Or the fact that there was, you know alcohol in front of you and it's it's just a shame to, to waste it well and it's got it's, it's got to go somewhere is it? and, and you will <laughs> you should know it's black velvet and if there's one thing oh you should have just poured it down the drain jesus hey 
I, I still remember you getting me some as uh, a groomsman gift. Yeah, I probably did. It's cheap. I know. That's why I drink it. <laughs> it shows you how good of a brother I am. I mean, when we, my favorite beer used to be PBR. I think when people, if if your favorite beer is a cheap beer and your butt, it's like your birthday or people come over and like they, oh, let's bring him a special beer. Like, no, he likes that. Bring him what he likes. You know what I mean? Like, don't. Don't impress me with your goofy, complicated beer. I'm not going to enjoy. Just bring yeah. me right. I don't know. I have, oh. I have a keg. I have a kegerator in my house that is routinely stocked with Bud Light. I get people try and give me crap for it all the time, and I'm like, you don't have to drink it. Bring your own beer. Exactly. Like, yeah. Hey, I'm. Yeah. There you go. Then don't drink it. Then it's not. You're not breaking my heart. <laughs> Just more for me. <laughs> Well, we are in episode 17. We got some good stuff lined up this week. We had uh, lots of stories come down the wire. And uh, the first one I think we should talk about is the government report on aliens that came through, I believe it was yesterday. Oh. John? Oh, I was going to say, technically not aliens. It was the UAP report, so the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Okay, they don't call it aliens because they, they're not sure that they're aliens, but theoretically they're aliens. Anyway. They still don't know, technically, yeah. <laughs> well, There's yes. no... the biggest thing, well, it's it's kind of weird that it didn't make as much ripples as it did. And obviously there's a lot of people that say that it's... Um, severely underwhelming and in fairness it is but they also talked a lot about not talked but uh detailed i think it was 143 of the reports that they looked into could not be determined what they were and that was with multiple sensors or detection devices radar stuff like that and a lot of the characteristics of them, they said uh, some were flying fast and against the wind. Some were standing still in the wind. And some were, some were fast and furious <laughs> against the wind. No. Uh, well, what, what just what do you think about this idea of be, and, until there's more visual, actual like evidence? Is there something that people can see? Because just people aren't readers. They're not going to take the time to decipher a report. So I think that's a lot of the under people are like, hey, why aren't more people excited about this? It's a report that kind of there's you know what I mean? There's nothing to get that excited about to me. I mean, it's it's interesting, but it doesn't seem earth shattering. Am I way off base? Am I? No, just... Well, some of the some of the um, reports did come with like radar from fighter jets. Like a and, dot that goes wiggly and then zooms that way. And it's yeah. like, well, I mean, that could be a fucking glitch in the camera for all well, we know. And that's what the, the report was trying to determine if they were errors or not. And I think they said out of the 143 were ones that were not errors or, you know, not glitches in the system that they could not identify what caused them. Because I remember, because during the back in the fifties when the uh, Roswell, like there was everybody was worried about sort of Russian and spying on us. So every th there was that's what the this was something weird. Maybe it's another country that built technology that we don't have yet, or 
it's an alien that has technology that nobody has yet. Like, aren't those the two yeah. kind of main arguments? Well, and that realistically, that's what it boils down to. It's it's either Russia or China has technology that's so far beyond what we're capable of in right. the U.S. Or it's beings from another planet or possibly our planet. It seems like the crossover of information and the Internet and, and you know, people, you know, going through borders and changing countries a lot, it seems unlikely that uh, it seems a, a, a country would develop technology so far ahead. That's, I don't know, that doesn't seem realistic just with all the information sharing. But, I know there's some people who are more secretive, but it seems like everybody sort of is on the same close to field. See, I one of the few conspiracies that I kind of believe is that if you look in history we went from the wright brothers you know barely being able to fly a plane to being on the moon in what 50 years uh i think it was the early 1900s or late 1800s was the wright brothers i think and it was early moon, 19s the, and the moon was, I think the, it was early night the six late 60s yeah like yeah. 69 right and then, yeah, that, that's a huge jump technologically. Just like, yeah, from, I mean, I think it lasted 13 seconds, but they did it. They got it. And then they're on the, yeah, that's crazy short amount of time. I mean, even now we're jumping through technology like crazy. And, and the, the, the theory itself says that, you know, the Roswell crash was legitimate and they were reverse engineering stuff out of that. Because if you look, I mean, during the height of the Cold War, we got the fastest plane in the world, the SR, ah, excuse me, 71 Blackbird, 72 Blackbird. Well, and they have multiple people who say they've worked out of Area 51, who've reverse engineered things that they can't talk about. And... There's all these different stories, and my theory is that this report that came out, it may be a report, and it's something that they gave us to see, but if they had any more information, there's a good chance that we're not getting the real nitty-gritty stuff. That they so you well, think they ed they edited it for the public? They, they well, gave this us is, the boring stuff and not the interesting Well, stuff. this is the declassified version. I think the classified version was the one that was given to Congress. And then right. the the people or some people familiar with the, the Tic Tac videos that were going around um, said the videos that were released to the public were the most the more mundane of them. The ones that they kept classified are supposedly way, way better. Well, and this not for isn't this kind of be, can this be this is like the conspiracy snowball. All right, we give you everything. We don't believe you, man. There's more. Like there's it's like I don't think there's satisfy there's no satisfying people on the internet with any information you give well, them. Well, ever. here's here's the thing, Kirk, and this isn't just my opinion, but if they did know, if if the government and people high up knew that there were aliens, right? Mm -hmm. And they came out and said, hey, look, we've got information to lead, that leads us to believe that we have been visited by a 
technologically advanced advanced civilization. Mm-hmm. I don't think most people could handle that. It's I don't know. I think they could handle it. I just think a lot of things would change unfavorably, especially for government and all the people with a whole ton of money. To me, if, if, if the day that they come out and they go, yes, there's aliens, what I'm thinking is they are doing something so crooked they're trying to distract us from right now. That's They've reduced themselves. They have to pull the alien card because they've been, I don't know, extracting bone marrows from baby pandas to save the <laughs> greenhouses or, you know, something that, oh, it's a, we, we had to wag the dog them. But the, the, the fun part is there's a theory going around that says basically – if all these technologically advanced civilizations exist, what mm-hmm. the hell do they want to do with us? Science. One of the theories is like we're sort of the Arkansas. We're the sort of rest stop. If oh, if they only have to if they have to pee, they might drop in. But just to avoid that place, well, you're idiot. I I would disagree with that. <laughs> no, because if you look at even just our historical progress, as we become more technology technologically advanced. As we become more, um, you know, I don't want to say civilized, but it, it did kind of start back then when civilization, you know, was really going with like the Greek philosophers, Aristotle and all of that. But you shift from, you know, war and all of that to science. So if you were to ask, you know, what would the human what would humans do if we were had the ability to go into space, visit other planets? We wouldn't show up, you know, announce ourselves, hey, you know, we would probably take the Star Trek approach and just watch. The technology is good, but I think it's it's making us so dependent on it. Like the warfare is gonna be cyber and I think people have like if you took away somebody's Wi-Fi, I think they'd be three days away from like like Mad Maxing it and like roaming the countryside. Like I think people are so the technology good, yes, but to a certain point, it's almost become what the Matrix was talking about, where it seems like people are just sucked into their screens and nobody knows how to communicate with people no more. You're probably right. It's depressing. Like that's what I just stepping out and doing the uh, doing the going and doing open mics in front of three people. Just the fact that there's people there and they're better. It's they're so much better than a screen. That's what I've and it's odd saying that on a podcast where I'm looking at us. But it just seems like like I said, people seem to be nicer. But it's it's it, I, I'm even with the pandemic going away. I think there's a certain set of population that is now just kind of nah. We we've, we've kind of committed to the hermit life. It's not thug life. They've just committed to hermit life and. I don't see them going out much anymore. Just order everything and get it delivered, work from home, and you don't have to see people. That would be it's, nice. It seems, that seems <laughs> – come on. It's, no, it's depressing. It's, well, you know, so, people are okay sometimes. And I do agree, but I know I don't necessarily portray it, but I, I have a very introverted personality. Like I don't so – it works for you. Yes, I get it. Like, I'd be completely content with just, you know, my family. But, well, that's, yeah, we were talking about technology and aliens. Yes, aliens. 
but Which we're not sure that you're not an alien yet, so uh, you we'll know. Get back to you. I I, I tend to lead more zombie. That is true. All right, or so. vampire. You know, depending on the the lighting. <laughs> you're, you're very pale. Yes. <laughs> you know the dark circles. Or raccoon. Who knows? All right. Next time I come over, I'm bringing garlic. We'll find out once and for all. See, nice. that doesn't be work because sure I put garlic in everything. Oh. <laughs> all right. So you're not vampire. Maybe the raccoon theory then. Just yeah. Be sure to cover up your trash, people. He'll just dig through <laughs> it. He'll dig right through your trash. <laughs> <laughs> well, so aliens, though, you know, well, look, if they exist, I know. There's plenty of, you know, encounters of UAPs and people see this stuff all the time. There's very compelling stories out there. There's stuff from history, in theory. Well, yeah, history. You've got, uh, like you were talking about the Tic Tac uh, sighting. That guy, uh, Commander David Fravor, has been on multiple podcasts talking about his experience. He's the one that caught the the nice video of it on his on his radar from the jet and you kind of have to believe the guy because he's coming out and telling you this you know basically a wonderful story but who knows is it a story the video that we the video that we saw is what you said was like the declassified version so who knows what's actually in that video yeah and I know this is. I heard one of the videos aliens show their tits. It's too hot for TV. That's why they can't release it. They're gonna they're gonna make you buy the DVD. See what I heard. And. (laughs) Uh, That threw me off. (laughs) Thought derailed. Let's see if we can win it back. So I, I. My thoughts on it is. We look at aliens like Sorry, they... Johnny. Sorry, hold on. I just had to because it popped in my head. We're going to go with it. It's unidentified areola phenomena. <laughs> you know what? I'm glad you interrupted for that. That was worth it. <laughs> okay, continue. Well, my thing is we're, we perceive aliens as, you know little green men or you know average size what if they weren't like microscopic like well, smaller not even just micro yeah just like home alone style not home alone honey i blew up the yeah. kids that's the one no no what was the one with uh, martin short uh, uh where he was inside that one oh uh, yeah god i can't and that movie spawned so many Anyway, well, well, yeah, anyway, but there was a movie, they shrunk him down, and he was, like, in a spaceship that was in somebody's body, Martin Sheet, Martin Short's body, and it was, uh, yeah, it was sort of interesting, it's all sciencey. But that's my, my thought is, you know, what if these things are just small to us, but massive to another being? Or what Which if... They may, they may or may not have found that already. Do you think if you know, NASA had brought back microbial life from a comet that they would tell us? I don't think so. Uh, NASA might. But that, we haven't had a comet come back yet. 
and any comet that enters the atmosphere is obviously going to be immediately contaminated with our stuff. Well, like they have moon dust from the Apollo mission that was sealed in a vacuum. I mean, anything well, that would have been inside that moon dust would have theoretically been from the moon. And there could very well be microbes or see, who knows what. The moon would be a tougher one because it doesn't have an atmosphere. Or not an appreciable atmosphere to oh, where there was was it the there's no water either, right? So no, no water there's water the on the moon. Is there water really? Huh. In the form of ice. Okay. I if that I'm not be, mistaken. That would, a, that would be the most exclusive bottle of water. Like everybody in Beverly Hills drinks moon water just because <laughs> it's so it's so expensive to get it. But I think my personal opinion is any planet that has an atmosphere has the potential to have at one point had life. Like Mars was green. It had potential plants and all of that until the atmosphere got stripped away. So at some point, very well, there could have been dinosaurs on Mars. That's kind of a scary thought. I don't want to think about that. But I mean, Mars. Well, and that's the thing. And that's, this is why. Men are from Mars and they're getting eaten by dinosaurs. Oh, it changes the book. It changes the book. Women are still on Venus. They're fine. But <laughs> but if you look just in our just in our solar not solar system, galaxy, there are billions and billions of planets and moons. Not to mention the fact that you have billions and billions of galaxies. So and some of these galaxies and planets are way older than Earth. So to sit and say, we are the only intelligent life, well, we are the only life in the universe is on this planet, is ridiculous. There is absolutely life all over the place. Well, and the, the thought is, is, you know, we happen to be the... Uh... Goldilocks of habitable area, which could, you know, be the reason yeah, why. Yeah, but even if you took 1% of a billion, that's still, you know, a million. No. 100. No, 10 million. Check your calculator. <laughs> but the point being is there's life out there. Is it intelligent? Who knows? I would hazard to guess, yes. I mean, if you look at, a lot of people think the way humans evolved was actually against what would be considered, you know, ideal evolution. Because us having the, you know, not bigger brain, but more complex brain requires more food. It requires, you know, for us to take care of uh, babies far longer than any other animal as chris is and i am very aware yeah babies seem like mooches right up front they don't do a lot of you can't really well, work them a lot i've been There's trying no... to kick delilah out for like a year but <laughs> but i mean look rent or get out you gotta dad there's no there's a no eviction moratorium going on as soon as that's over you're out but i mean look at horses <laughs> you know when they're born yeah. they or up and walking around in a day. Yeah. And, and babies can, take, you know, a year. 
to figure that out. Because you guys baby him too much, and the horse says, yeah, walk around. But I mean, even to get from baby to something that could potentially fend for itself is, you know, six to ten years. Have you guys noticed that all babies are pacifists? <laughs> eh. Not all of them. I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> Most, a lot of babies like war. Male, not babies, but, you know, once they no. reach the age of. No, no, I, I would not. I would say babies, too, because, you know, they're uh, devious little things. But no, then they become unconscious objectors when they, toddlers, and they don't want to nap anymore. So, hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right look at that slipped in some baby boom. <laughs> but john i do see what you're saying yes the the evolutionary aspect of human civilization does go against the the grain as it were but we also live a lot longer than most species do so eh. that's probably so why. who outlives us like uh like tortoises i mean they're they live lobsters sharks sometimes. There was a fish in the that lives really deep in the sea that lives for like a hundred years. He always oh, hits up the early bird specials, though. There's <laughs> sharks that live. Uh, uh, I just read something on them too. They live up to five hundred years. Oh, okay. So, like lobsters live ridiculously long. They usually die from either us eating them or getting too big to move. Huh. Just so like just us. Like, yep. Yeah, they, 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 they beat you to it. Yeah. <laughs> but cool. I mean, I never knew we were so lobster-like. But I mean, as <laughs> humans, we have, you know, that that there is a stopping point where we just don't work anymore. That's funny. Look, human, you're either gonna you're either gonna get killed by another human, or you're gonna eat yourself till you can't move, just like the lobster. It's true. <laughs> But and if, if that doesn't get you, the garlic, garlic butter will. <laughs> Something's going to take you down. We'll figure it out. But, I mean, I see what you're saying is, yeah, yes, we do live a lot longer than a lot of other species. <clears throat> I'm just saying that seems like a pretty reasonable, like, if our lifespan was only 30 years, then theoretically you would probably evolve a lot faster you know physiologically but since you have 70 to a 90 years to live but that's only recent like up until what was it the 1900s the average age was still only in the 50s well they you know the medicine's gotten got a lot with... better too yeah that that's helped out a lot that's expanded a lot of things because well, people don't die from early childhood stuff as much as they used to i mean it's still a thing but they've they've eliminated some of the things but if you they go can... even farther back like you know medieval and before you were lucky if you got to 50 well most, most people them... died in like their 20s or 30s you know they also had no food they were and the amount of wars they were having too with like you know cl you know swords and close combat you weren't surviving they didn't have medicine to fix you up so yeah they you weren't were... living long they're running around from Genghis Khan because he wanted to slay the whole planet. I mean, you know, it's the, they little things. Issues. Shit they was real back then. They, they would have prayed for a safe space. They didn't have <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I do see what you're saying uh, in the grand scheme. But 
I don't know. The whole thing is so speculative. I mean, we could sit here for two hours just debating this topic and we would never come to any sort of conclusion, just like most people don't, because there's so much to consider. We just don't know where to start. Well, I think it's just you fall into a few camps where you either believe they exist and, you know, hope they come. You are either, you know, kind of tangentially believe they exist, but, you know, or you just don't believe and nothing like I've seen a lot of people that are just straight up denying. And no matter what comes out saying, oh, hey, this could be a, you know, alien technology like now nah, it's a weather balloon. Hey, is, has anybody ever thrown out the theory like it's like people are looking at the skies for extra smart, special smart life? Is there so has anybody thrown out the idea like there's a connection to religion or something? It's like it's like if you don't believe in the a Christian God or this God, then I'm going to believe a there's some super smart thing that's going to help bail me out of this because I can't live with the fact that if we're the top, there, there has to be something higher than us because we're not great. So there's just that fingers crossed well, if somebody will help. See, I still maintain that we're just an experiment. We're like in a terrarium and just somebody's well, watching. You, John, I, you're one step away from the simulation theory. Yeah. In, uh... Well, but I mean... I, okay, I, I'm not saying we... <laughs> you're, comp- you're, <laughs> you're, you're, you're choking on your... You don't even know what to... All right. Well, I, I'm just saying, if we were an experiment, I mean... <sighs> There's a lot out there that could potentially, well, not potentially be said we're involved by aliens, but there have been sightings all through history. And again, I, I, when I've, I've heard like the, the theory that uh, every time there's a big technology, like techni- like the human made a big leap up, the theory was right around the same time an alien popped in and like gave him the secret. Like I have heard that theory, you know what I mean? Like, oh, here's the fire. We got to split. Well, I mean, they're they're cavemen. They couldn't tell anybody. If you look at, and and this will, this is probably a topic for another time, but like most religion, almost every religion before, you know, kind of the expansion of Christianity and Judaism and all of that in the Middle East, it was all, um, I was about to say poly, oh no, it is polytheistic. Many gods. Many gods. And most of them all lived in the sky. I mean, you could say that, yeah, it's because, you know, they worship stuff in the sky. But you had, you know, Zeus in his temple and, you know, they were, I mean, if you just look at Greek and. There's, a paint, there's painting, like Renaissance painting, supposedly, where there's like, there's like an, uh, an alien looking thing in the background in the sky or something. I mean, I've, I've heard variations of that too but i mean if you look at it from that perspective and say like oh the greeks were talking about gods coming down and you know was it zeus that impregnated pretty much everyone so that that's how they dealt with it they still they couldn't wrap their head around the t- i mean back then they didn't know what wi-fi was yet so like the thing of like a super computer technology you they didn't they're like we're gonna call them gods they came from the sky that's what happened that's our story that's how we but, that's how we dealt with it i mean that's one way to look at it. And that's kind of, I mean, if I. Uh Oh, what happened there? Mic problem. 
John. Hey, oh, John, you're John, you're, you're going through a tunnel. All right, we, did we lose John? I hope so, because that noise was terrible in my headphones, but... Yes, that was annoying. We will wait to see if John comes back. Uh, but on the plus side, Kirk, uh, aliens, it's a good topic. I know you don't technically care about them too much, but in reality, it's fun to talk about. Who knows if they're real or not. Oh. Uh, but we're going to keep, you know, chatting about it because guess what? I find it fun and there's so many variables to look at and so many different outcomes. It's just, you know, makes for good conversation. All right. You, you know what? Maybe you'll, you'll win me over. Maybe I'm, I'm the, yes, uh, neither side of it. So you guys can try to convince me when you have a point or when there's yeah something to argue. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I'll be, look, I like, I like Elf. I can get, I can, you know, nothing wrong with aliens. Men in Black was a good movie. Yeah, see? You're already halfway there. <laughs> and sorry to all our listeners. Breaker, breaker, good buddy. You're breaking <laughs> up out there. There's a jackknife big rig. You got you got some smokies on your tail. <laughs> John is desperately trying to get his mic situation figured out. And so we are going to jump into a little talk with me and Kirk. I figure uh, at this point I would uh, jump into some SpaceX stuff just because I know you had a, a little bit of a, a story going. Uh, nice to be able to contribute. What you got, Kirk? Kind of. I read a story. Kind of want to bounce a theory off of you. Basically, the story is you know where uh, Elon Musk has a a factory down in Texas where they're. Uh, you know, they're, they're making stuff and then, you know, launch, that's where they're launching it. And I guess the, um, somehow the space launching and the, the fire and the flames that are exploding a couple, it's like scared off a couple migratory, like there's a bird that used to migrate there and now it doesn't show up anymore because it's scared of the rockets, I guess. So it had to go someplace else. And just things like on the day of a launch, like Elon will have to like, they'll have to shut down like certain roads in the area. So like it closes beaches because if something goes wrong, they want people to be safe. But it's like people are complaining and kind of busting his balls about these things where it's like his factory is funding the whole town. He's trying to go to Mars. He's got big things on his mind. And it's like, it seems like he's getting pecked at by, you know, it's, if he's funding the town and he's doing something really cool and it's not, you know, it's not, it's not poisoning the environment or doing anything bad. He seems like it's doing like, let him be, you know what I mean? Like the, the birds can go someplace else. You know what I mean? Does that, what do you think about that? Yays, nays, pros and cons. Like I know, I know bird animals and you don't want to, you know, but still in the grand scheme of things, this guy's figuring out how to launch rockets to Mars and have them land again. I don't know. He's got bigger fish to fry. It's it's tough to be on top, Kirk. That's all I can say about that. Is you it know, just haters and just people? He's, he's an easy target, it was the thing. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's always in the in the spotlight. He's a big name guy. He's got his Bitcoin tweets going on, and 
And uh, he seems talking. to like the attention. I mean, he showed up on SNL. He hosted SNL, and he seems to kind of revel in it. He, there seems to be, a, I don't know, there's a bit of a joy tweaking the system. I think he gets a kick out of it. Yeah, and, you know, it's like how there's there's always one person, right, that you just cannot stand, and it's usually somebody who is better off than you. You're it's not like an usually... envy. It's an envy thing. That how are they so good and they can do that and I I can't do it? Is it that what it is? Eh, kind of like you're not generally envious of the poor guy who's you know barely scraping by. Is, you know, you're you're envious of the and you're critiquing the guy who's making billions of dollars a year because well he's got all the money. He's got all the. Same thing with sports. You go to any bar, guys are after a hard day work, they're hunched over crying in their beers, but they can tell you what that millionaire athlete is doing wrong. You know what I mean? Like they want to, like you, like you said, there's something about punching up and like the, the people in power, the people with a lot more money than you, it's kind of nice to try to humanize. Like that's sort of a, like the three stooges, like back in the, it was always messing up the the rich person's party with the pie fight. You know what I mean? It was sort of taking down the big wigs a little bit just because the, the first couple monopolies and the really big where it's like this is getting out of hand like they're a bit like you know rockefeller and ford and people like that were like they have more money than the government this doesn't seem right like we should we got to do something and these people have nothing I well and and also you have to think about it this way too is like everybody who has a cause right so Elon is SpaceX, he's Tesla, he's got a cause, right? His cause is rockets and cars and going to Mars and all of this stuff. Technology can help and for the, yeah, it's a good thing, right? But there's, there's somebody with a cause and that cause is to protect the migratory bird of Boca Chica, Texas. And so essentially they've got enough following of people who said, look, his space craft facility is we love this bird and you're messing it up a little bit so we're gonna make a and like about it, it seems and like the, so, the the end result would be if you if he gets annoyed enough just because he like he he moved to texas from california because he was sick of a lot of the regulations and the quickness of stuff so it seems like he would just find hop to a new state where they wouldn't bust his balls it would seem like be the next if it gets too annoying and too yeah. cumbersome like, it just seems like, and I think his ego, like, he goes, I'm smart. I know what I'm, let me do what I do. I'm smarter than you people. I really think there's a, a bit of that. Yeah, but also, you're not going to be able to go anywhere without having someone who's going to bust your balls over something. I mean, there's just no. There's no perfect, right. There's no, nobody has, you know, no rules. Do what you want to do. I mean, maybe some weird little you, tiny country if you can find it. But, yeah, not in you, the States. You could buy an island you know private island which nobody could go to and then he could know. totally do it but that's like dr moreau jurassic park territory that gets almost like crazy man rich guy doesn't it yeah over the tip it goes a little when you're buying your own island that just seems a bit you know oh you you have a you have a house in vale mm, i have a nine my own island that just seems like an extra you know trump card for yeah. the rich yeah oh yeah but 
that's kind of the thing is you're never going to please everybody with the moves that you make. And he no. has done, you know, he's done some really good things. He look at the amount of jobs, money, you know, economy that he's brought into Boca Chica, Texas, who you've probably never even heard of until you started hearing about SpaceX. He he put him on the map. He gave him an economy. Like he's doing good. Like and and to be honest, I've never I haven't at least yet. I there's none of the he's a giant polluter or it's it's doing it, it. It seems like it's a positive effect. Like you know, electric cars is better for the environment. It's the thing like where it goes. You can actually you can still do green energy, good for the environment, and you can. He's proving you can still make money doing it. Like, I don't understand why more people don't get on board because it seems like he's kind of the path to follow. Yeah, but in the same light, like, you could probably, if someone say water we'll say clean efficient renewable energy that's Just, free right you know i mean so far-fetched like how could you complain about it but you think still somebody will find a way to piss and moan about it it's not good enough it's almost not perfect enough i mean almost guaranteed someone's gonna complain about it and they're well, just that's that's what the younger generation does i don't know oh, and also that's old people have nothing to do but sit around and bitch so it just seems like a society of complainers and it's just it yeah i don't know it seems easier to to tear something down than to go all right things aren't that bad it just seems cooler to piss on you know oh you like that band oh they suck you can always there's always that attack if you admit you like something so it just that you never do that seems like a bad way to live yeah and i mean there's just so many different ways that everybody's always going to handle people on top or greatness or whatever it may be. So it's just something you have to deal with. And, you, you know, he's got enough money and enough whatever that he can say, ah, okay, you're pissed about a migratory Just have enough confidence. Hurt. I think there's right. a, and you, like, look, I, I'm doing good. I know I'm this like, just, it, it seems like you just kind of, sh it's, you're always going to criticize for whatever. So you just got to learn to not, okay, that's your opinion. Duly noted, you know, duly noted is the phrase more people should use. Uh-huh. I heard you. Uh-huh. Heard you. Duly not noted. absorbing it. Exactly. Not yeah. I, I, okay. You say that I think something else. So we're going to agree to disagree on this. And I have a, uh, I have a very interesting story that I actually thought you might get a kick out of, which honestly ties into this pretty well. You know uh, Jeff Bezos, who's the guy who founded Amazon? Of course, yeah, the bald Lex Luthor, yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Lex Luthor was bald, but... Oh, right, yes. But he's yeah. more bald somehow. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> you're a good call. Yes, you're right. He has one less follicle. But uh, he has tons of money, and lots of people do not like him. And to that effect... He is getting on the first Blue Origin suborbital flight that's his rocket company. He's going to actually go into low Earth orbit and... Right. Oh, the petition. Is this what you're talking about? Yeah. So people, yeah. like 70,000 people have signed a petition that said he cannot come back to Earth once he goes up there. I did see that. That was funny. I'd be fine with that. 
It just it seems like hey, it's just if you, John's hey, back. back. He's not he's not driving through a tunnel anymore. His big rig is out of the, the jackknife. Um but the, the, yeah, the it just seems like a certain if you just have that much money and so many people don't have much money, there uh, after a while there's some hatred. It's just kind of like how many how much do you need? I think that's it's that's you know, he said you don't hate the the, the person who doesn't have anything, you hate the person who has a lot and that guy has more a lot than anybody. So he's king hate. Yep, pretty much. And that's what I mean by like, you know, why would anybody sign a petition to let Jeff Bezos not come back? He's a human being. I mean, what has he ever done to you unless you've worked for one of his warehouses? But I mean, real realistically, why does it matter if he, you know, let him do his thing? You may not like him, but it's kind of mean to sign a petition to tell him he's going to die in space. It's it that is true. That is mean. That is not a Christian thing to do. You're right. So, John, I, I don't I know think if it's... you've heard any of our conversation, oh, I... but if you got some chime in there, yeah, go pop in. What do you think? I, I, I work for Amazon, so I'm biased. So you're not going. Well, ahead. I, I think it's more of just a statement. Obviously, no one's going to say, "Hey, haha, Bezos should leave and not come back." It's more of a, "Hey, we don't like you so much. This is, you know." We think you should leave and not come back. They know it's not going to happen, so it's not that mean. But it's just like you know, hey, rich guy, we don't we don't like you much. Just it's like it seems like that's just sending a message. Just by the way, if you didn't know, a lot of people aren't fans. Stop being a dick to your employee. But that's and that's what's just the majority of stuff. I'm, I'm sure it's a petition online. Just like all of the YouTube comments, all it's so much negativity and just people bitching and complaining about stuff. So it's, I don't know, it seems like you can take it with a grain of salt kind of thing. Eventually, because if everything online is hate-filled, it becomes like white noise and you stop paying attention. So it just doesn't, you know, if you hear, you know, you're a piece of shit for you should die, you read that enough time in text form, it doesn't, it doesn't mean as much. Uh, well, it depends. Yeah. I but send yeah. it to you every day, Kirk, and you, you know. So right. It's, at the beginning, it was it was hurting my feet, but I'm like, oh, the fact that you can spell correctly, I'm like, good for him. That's <laughs> Well, John, since we've been talking about SpaceX, we had to uh, kind of cut you out, but you, it's because you cut out. Yeah. And so I'm going to go ahead and throw out the listener question of the week, if you're ready for it. Ooh. Brrr. Right ahead. And our uh, our listener question of the week, John, is what is the deal with SpaceX and their airplane that they're talking about trying to use to take over the airline? You mean the the joke from Iron Man 2? Oh, is that what that was? Well, I'm I'm assuming they are trying to to make an electric plane, but yes, it was a what, joke in Iron Man. Somebody too. wasn't somebody replacing the Concorde. I thought I heard wasn't that is that's what it was, right? It's for the, the the fast overseas travel that the Concorde used to do. But was it SpaceX? I think that's well, I, that was a different. That's a different company, Kirk. Oh, okay. But oh, well, I I withdraw the question then. There was. Uh, point at which Musk was saying that he wanted the next supersonic plane should be electric, um, which does kind of solve a lot of problems with supersonic flight. Uh, like we talked about earlier, 
the SR-72, one of the, its biggest drawbacks was the fact that the fuselage wasn't solid. There was gaps all over the place. And Jet that, fuel, if you're flying that fast, you're burning a lot of it. So that's got to be expensive, right? Well, that and um, the the point I was trying to make was because of heat, they they had to make the fuselage basically a giant sieve. And then when it got up to operational speed, it was so hot that the um, the metal would expand and fill the the, the gaps. Because uh, without the gaps, the plane wouldn't be able to fly that far without you know blowing up. Uh, blow so, up essentially. If that happened, would it explode? Well, you'd get cracks. You know, if you're the metal's expanding and it has nowhere to go, it's going to start cracking and. You know, you don't want cracks in a jet that's going, you know, upwards of 2,000 miles an hour. Any jet. Yeah. yeah. Well, no <laughs> cracks are Well, rare. I'm interested because I didn't research this topic beforehand. And I thought I would throw it to you and see what you thought because you're the SpaceX guy. And I I guess that's, that's interesting because I didn't think Elon was going to try and tackle an airplane. Well, I mean, it's... My thoughts on it are electric. The first reliable electric plane has the potential to do a ton. Because one of the, the biggest downsides of planes right now is the fuel. A, it's expensive. B, uh, you have to, you know, it limits what you can do. Yeah, we have planes that can get across the Pacific in one go. And, or... I don't know if the Pacific's a one go or if it's just the the Atlantic, but it doesn't the the diesel fuel pollute too. Like so, well, yeah, and it's the electric planes would be once again better for the environment too, right? Planes are bad, but they're not nearly as bad as like tankers. Or okay, like the the amount of of pollution that boats put up is way way up there. Huh. And it's just because there's a whole lot more boats. The freighters that take all the stuff from, you know, essentially all over the world to all over the world. You know, they're big, slow moving, burn a ton of fuel. Yeah, they're like giant cities that just pull up. And yeah, there's and they're full of heavy product weighed down. Yeah, I imagine that would a yeah, lot it, to move those things. And it's ocean, so it's not like you can get up to speed and just kind of coast that it doesn't work that way. Water doesn't want you to move fast through it. So those engines are going the practically the entire time. Right. Yeah. Waterlogged. I mean, if you ever got a Nerf football wet, it's horrible. It, it's just, you know, it becomes <laughs> like a brick. Am I right? You, you guys know what I'm talking about. The wet Nerf. Oh, terrible. Yeah, it's no good. <laughs> so, I mean, the biggest thing, the biggest drawback to electric planes is the battery. So, batteries are extremely heavy, and that's partially why there hasn't really been an electric plane yet. Sure, there's been, you know, little science fair pro. No, I don't want to say science fair projects, but you know what I mean. The the little, like, proof of concepts. But not not produ not brought to like a assembly line and because knocked out. They usually will either have extremely limited flight time. I mean. I take that back. There is a solar plane. 
What about but the idea? Is, is anybody working on the, the battery powered boat? Because that seems, a lot, you know, it's not in the sky. So it's not, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, and you just said it's a, a heavier pollutant. So that seems like almost that'd be a, a safer place to test it. And that's, that's where the, the dilemma comes from. Um, sure, you could stuff a ton of batteries on a boat. The problem is you still have to charge them, which means you either, and because those boat trips are, you know, weeks to months, it's either, you know. So you think it'd be too weighed down to make it financially because it would, it would well, slow and it down more probably, and they'd have less product to move. Uh, the question is, how do you charge the boat? So either you have to have enough battery power to get you, a, yeah. you know, two or three week trek, or you have to find some way to be able to recharge. Well, where are you, I, gonna, you know, you, 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 you run the you run the batteries until the batteries run and then you switch it back over to at least it saved you half the trip from using well, from burning fuel it seems like a a, a a halfway step but these are and this is something That's... i didn't know but um and i could be wrong because i i didn't research into this too much but like most boats have if i'm correct two um what's the word i'm looking for like power plants one that's burning like diesel or you know something cleaner, and then one that's burning something that's not clean, uh, so clean. So they're set up so they can have a, a a more clean burning side and a battery side. Well, come on, the, just agree. Uh, just agree. Look, I'm trying to save the planet. Just don't fight oh, no. me on this. I, <laughs> I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just it comes down to price per. It's all about money. That if they can make it, if it's financially possible, then they'll they can help the environment too. But till that day, they'll still they'll still do it their way until they well, can figure out. And that's what I was getting at. They use these dirtier fuels because they're way cheaper than the cleaner fuels. Right. Um. And that's the problem is until you can beat the the price per mile that oil and the derivatives can give you you're not going to get these huge corporations to switch over you know what as long as the shareholders and the special interest groups are taken care of i think we'll be fine well they'll take care of us Ugh. but back to the plane <laughs> yeah i was gonna say so to answer the question <laughs> all right so... we got off topic <laughs> off topic is later sorry i skipped ahead the electric plane i think at first it's going to be great for inner city travel like if you had a, a small ish like 20 passenger plane that could hop from colorado springs to denver or you know denver to salt lake city in one go and be just completely electric powered it's going to drive the price of those tickets way down so you know it to the point where it might be feasible if I needed to go to Denver to hop on a plane to go to Denver, because it would cost a hundred bucks rather than driving really? the hundred really? miles, a plane flight instead of an hour fifteen ish. I am just I'm just saying as an example. Well, how how short do you think a plane flight could even? I mean, twenty minutes, twenty five. I mean, I, I was just how much time is that saving you? Do you have any well, idea? I, I I'm just trying to give an ex as in. If you're going someplace, yeah. Then well, and it. on the flip side, like you just said, we have electric versus gas. 
Now, granted, my car, it gets almost 40 miles to the gallon on the interstate, if not a little more. So it's not as bad as, say, driving a truck or something like that. Right. Well, and it's nice. Just I think driving, being behind the car for there's something relaxing or a bit zen about it where you can, I don't know, listen to music or a podcast or just zone out. I I think it's a nice uh, palate cleanser. Like kind of like kind of like the fused relativity podcast. <laughs> exactly. I guess yes. I guess the point I was trying to make is, OK, let's say the tickets were 20 bucks. Would it be feasible to say to hop on a plane to get to Denver for twenty bucks versus, you know, getting in your the car? Answer is yes. Yeah, I whole I wholeheartedly think for twenty dollars it's worth it to take a plane for fifteen twenty minute flight versus an hour and ten fifteen minute car drive. I mean, yes, you have the you know the loading and all that stuff that's gonna it'll equivalent out. But security just, checks going through the metal detector. Like, I don't know. I think you're adding, if you add all the extra pain in the ass things to normal flying, I think it almost becomes a wash. Well, and I agree. But so the thought being is right now, like, I, I guess I'm going to take from history on this one. Are either of you familiar with Ryanair? Uh, he was a linebacker for the Broncos. No, I'm just kidding. no, I don't know. So Ryanair is a um, flight or a flight company. Uh, God, what is that? A company in the EU that when they started, they bought a whole bunch of the same type of plane. And I think it was a, I want to say it was a 737 or 47. And then they went to small airports, not major hubs or anything like that, just small airports, and set up deals with them to fly out of their airports for, you know, pennies compared to the major airports. And a couple years back, one of my coworkers was looking into Spain and or was going to Spain for vacation. And we looked it up and for him to go from Spain to Germany would have cost like 40 bucks. Seems reasonable. But you can't get prices like that here. Like if you tried to book a flight, like Vegas is a bad example because there's tons of. They just want you to get you to Vegas. Yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll pay you to get you to Vegas so you can lose money. So yeah, but, bad example. Let's say uh, Texas. We'll go Dallas. You know, to get a plane from here to Dallas. Can we go to Austin? Austin's funner. Can Austin. we go to Austin? Our, our, good. All right. Good. But if you if you look at the price, it's going to cost what? Uh, $100, $200 to get to Austin? I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, it's probably at least 100 bucks. I would say. But the thing is, if if electric planes and, and this is going just um kind of out there, you but a, yeah, you got a little abstract on your thinking there. That question really sparked a uh, 
Well, I, I'm trained in your brain. I'm just looking, and uh, looks like 230 from just with Southwest from Colorado Springs to Austin. Well, that's a lot. Yeah, and that's the point. Is getting anywhere in the U.S. with planes is expensive. Unless you're going really far, di- or, you know, like from here to Florida or New York or something, it is quite a long haul flight. Well, let's hope that Elon does bring that uh, electric plane in. It might drive the cost down a little bit. And, and that's just that's my thought on it is the electric planes would be much cheaper to run, maybe not so much cheaper to maintain unless, you know, we went into like helicopter territory. But I don't think helicopters would exactly work with planes. Planes have the uh, unique ability to glide. Helicopters just kind of fall. Bring whirlybirds into this. Yeah, let's just stick with the planes. But uh, since, hold on, John. Uh, I'm sorry, I just cut you off because you guys brought up helicopter. I did want to say Ingenuity completed its eighth flight, and everything checked out. It did its thing. Life is good for the Mars whirly bird. Well, that is then good Mars to hear. Is bird. <clears throat> yes, and theoretically, I saw a piece on it that said, not theoretically, actually, uh, 33 feet is the max height that they've been able to get that helicopter in the air, which is much higher than they thought they would ever get it on Mars. That's Larry, Larry Bird's number. All the guys in Boston are like, fucking 33, way to go, space helicopter whirly bird. You're Larry well, Bird. In fairness, if you look, the they only had what a month of testing. So well, they were going they were going off of their calculations from Earth. Well, yeah, but even then, you they still only had a limited time frame. And in that limited time frame, you want to run tests that are you know are going to work. And now that they're right. out of that frame, they can push the limits. So you're saying once they got sort of the bait, like we don't want to do a test that's way hard and fail. Like we want to have a couple successes. And oh, then yeah. once, once then we can go, Hey, we've already, we've beyond our expectations. So now we can push the limit because we already look like geniuses. Like the first, yeah, well, if the first one goes bad and explodes. Everyone's like, well, and I, I've talked about this before, but they have super conservative estimates on everything they send up. They, you know, if it says, if they say, I want this um, plane, or plane, Whirlybird to be able to fly <laughs> for 30 seconds, they're going to make sure it can fly for 10 minutes. Right, because it's, it's, there's not like a Home Depot close by to go get a spare part. So it's, yeah. uh, it's so far, it's so expensive, all of this time, all of this energy, let's baby step it and not, you know, let's, you know, slow, slow build. Let's not well, go nuts. They just build and- in way over margin so i've got some i've got some last minute tidbits john i'm sorry i keep no you're fine i was i was about to say (laughs) this segues perfectly into hubble it it does uh but real quick my i don't know if i sent you a picture i may have forgot but for my birthday a couple weeks ago uh my wonderful wife actually had the ingenuity helicopter as my cake topper I did not get those. I don't think. You didn't. No, you should. Yeah, you should post that. 
I forgot. I'm looking at it right now because it's sitting on my desk because it was so cool. And uh, yeah, I woke up to uh, to the Ingenuity helicopter on top of a plate of cosmic brownies. You had a whir- whirly bird brownie. That sounds delicious. Yes, <laughs> it was. And uh, they were cosmic brownies to go with the whirly bird. It was cool. I enjoyed it. I'll have to send you a picture so we can maybe post it next week. Nice. Or put it on Twitter too. Ah, uh, yes, Twitter. So, were we, go- were, were we going to Hubble? Were we doing Hubble? Were we? Yeah, we wanted to touch on the Hubble real quick because the Hubble telescope, it which is dead, it is dead, and I feel bummed out because the Hubble has kind of been a part of all of our, you know, basically. Oh, gee, life. that was one yeah. of the first big ones. Yeah, and yeah. we've we, we've known about the Hubble. It was a big deal when it went yep. up. And unfortunately, the computers have started dying. And they haven't been able to fix it. It's been over a week. They've been trying to switch to the backup computer, which they said should work. They switched to it, and it had the same error that the main computer had. So they're not sure if they're going to be able to save it. And... I, heard, I heard they called the people at the Geek Squad, and they said no. That's too far. <laughs> the... Well, the problem with saving it, the, the entire problem with the Hubble was it was kind of, I don't want to say it was designed around the space shuttle, but it it vastly was improved by the space shuttle. And now there's no more space shuttles. Like, it's yes. a different version, so that it's not compatible with what's going on, right? Well, the, the problem is the space shuttle was able to take people into orbit and give them a way to get out of the spacecraft. We don't have that. Nothing that is currently going into space has the capabilities, I think, to get someone out of the spaceship without, you know, taking all the oxygen out. So not even childproof locks. Yeah. Completely. Okay. So, and that's why the shuttle was so instrumental is because it could go up and service the, um, the Hubble. And as you pointed out to me, John, because I was a little upset about it, uh, the James Webb telescope is launching, you said, I think, November. So That's when it's slated, kinda, yeah. They kind of have an already revamped telescope that's probably going to be bigger and better and much better. But I'm a little bit sad for the Hubble just because it's, you know, been such an iconic piece for so long. And they and it will likely... They said... They said that if it dies and they can't fix it, they're going to give it its final program, which is to turn it towards Earth and let it burn up in our atmosphere. And that's not like a, that's like a sad that's like a sad Disney movie. Come on, <laughs> come on home, boy, you're gonna die. Toy well, Story it's... three when they were all holding hands going oh, down. Oh, Toy Story! Don't pull on my heartstring. Come on, damn it, so... toys. I don't. I, I cried during that movie. It, it's hard not. Yeah, come on. It's it's childhood. Damn it. it they got you. But I don't know if either one of you know. There's actually a specific zone where they crash stuff like this. There's an area specific. It's like a garbage dump. Of like it stuff. is. Yeah. It's. Um, is it to... over Cleveland? It's over yeah. Cleveland, isn't it? East of. Just send it to Cleveland. Australia and New Zealand. <laughs> So oh, it's beautiful. That's too bad. I yeah. feel like they should be playing Amazing Grace on the bagpipes 
You should That's dump one. Yeah, it's like an it's like a, a fire like in a every fireman movie like the Irish bagpipes playing and you gotta like dump one out. You got pour one out for your homie the Hubble. Seriously, yes. dump 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 half of your forty out to the Hubble. It was it's been around for a while. It, it served its it's man see like over probably over twenty years, right? I, I was just about to look. Um, I think it was it's got to be 90s. well over twenty years because I swear it happened nineteen ninety nineties. Yeah, so thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so thir- man, look at that. <laughs> no. Yeah, 30. Jesus. And there's our lifespan from earlier. 30 years. Hey, 30 years in, he, he, you know what? He earned his pension. He can retire now. That's damn right. That's See, how he's yeah, supposed to do it. Retiring into the atmosphere, that's a tough one. Well, all right. Well, good thing he's made of metal. He won't feel it. So it's all right. <laughs> See, well, hey, you know, that was, a, that was just – I was so bummed when I read that. Just like I never thought I would care about the Hubble, Hubble telescope as much as I did after I heard it was dying. Would you get a tattoo of the Hubble? Like just rip? You know, it's just like the date, date it started, date it ended. Uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't think I'm that invested. All right, all right. Just I, I might just force them out. You know. Well, but can we can we go to Kirk's corner because it was all about tattoos? So that might be a good segue. There. <laughs> all right, so, let's go to Kirk's corner. Now, on, looking. Yeah. It. Oh. There we go. Nothing's changed. John got, John got drunk and didn't change anything. Come on, right. dude. That's goose, that's not the, that's not wrong. You know who's not the goose the goose at this point, he's no longer angry at you, he's just disappointed. He's not even gonna he's gonna shiv you, but all right. Anyway. But tattoos. So do you guys either one of you guys have tattoos before I start? Because that I just had tattoos on the brain, so that's what I want to talk about. Nope. I got a tattoo on my arm. What do you got? It is a skeleton on top of revolvers with a cowboy hat. That doesn't surprise me. Okay. So I, I, I don't even think I knew about that, and it doesn't surprise me. Sounds like you're a Vegas card gambler, and you, <laughs> go to, uh, you go to indoor football games there. That's what that sounds like. Hey, Kirk, since you brought it up, I think I told you in episode one I would tell you what my name means, Skulls and Arms. Oh, yeah. That, it means your tattoo? <laughs> It's I got a skull in my arm. <laughs> I, you know, the beauty is in the simplicity. That's what the best part of that. <laughs> it only took to episode seventeen, but there you go, Kirk. That's because yeah, historians have been debating for years what it really. And they go, "That's what. That's what we've been." Oh my god, I feel like an idiot. I, we've talked about it. That's all it means. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So anyway, so t- tattoos, that's your tattoo. Actually, I have a, I have a, uh, I have a scratch and sniff tattoo that smells like B.O. Okay, but up, okay. Then uh, actually all of my tattoos are done in invisible ink, which it's uh, a little odd. And uh, my, my tattoo artist, he specializes in exact replicas of human skin. So it's, he's good. Um, here, how about this? You guys both have, see if you it can, this is a fun tattoo idea for women. I think it would be fun to tattoo an expiration date on the side of their boob. And <laughs> it's not, it's a milk joke. It's a dairy. <laughs> know, it's not but... a, old, it's, it's all it is. It's just best, best before it's going to spoil after the, the second. Come on. You Don't know what? Have... I, I'm, I'm warming up to that idea. But if don't you, they have to put like the who's lost thing on the side? It there's gets a, a little... tattoo of a lost <laughs> a lost breast. <laughs> have you seen you know, this titty? I have never seen one of those 
ever. That's true. I don't. Boob. You're right. I haven't. <laughs> Zazazing, yeah. boom. <laughs> you know they're portrayed everywhere. Milk jugs with the the lost child. I don't think I've ever seen one. Okay. Oh, I have. I haven't either. But. Why about this? I got a list of the least. Here's the if if you're thinking about getting it, you don't have one. If you think about getting a tattoo, here's the I got a couple of lists. These are the list of the least popular tattoos. Here's the so don't these are not popular. Uh, now hiring, that's not nobody right. wants. The, uh, waste of money, that's a little too on the nose. Um, and uh, another not popular one, actual size. <laughs> uh, and then uh, not a winner. Please try again. That's just you're depressed. <laughs> Um, and then the last one is Jewish cemetery bound. That's because you guys, that's, they don't no tattoos. You guys know that, right? I did not know that actually. That's, I guess that's a thing as a Jewish person I've heard. And I don't know if there's certain sex, but it's like, if you have a tattoo, they won't allow you to be buried in a Jewish cemetery. So, so there was a joke. There's a comic who had like a Jewish, he got Jewish pride tattooing on his himself and his buddy was like you idiot you're promoting the thing that's not going to let you into the thing you you dummy <laughs> that's probably yeah oh, i was gonna say I would... that's a lot of older i'm assuming catholics and just religions in general don't like tattoos tattoos have become so much popular and speaking of which I, but so i'm thinking about getting tattoos here's a couple i think uh Here's the tattoo I was thinking about. Note to self, don't get a tattoo. Doe. So that's what I was thinking about. I don't think that's a good idea. Or how about if uh, connecting my freckles uh, forms a kite flying koala? Well, that's an interesting fact. That's pretty um, badass, actually. I'd go for it. Or what about, how about this one? Contains nuts. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, best before June, because I, I sweat in the summer. And uh, under construction, I was thinking about that one. Any any of those grab your fancy? Um, put some more thought into it. I think the goose with the shiv is probably, or a tinker cat. <laughs> if this... I if I know what it is, I still see that's a pro I'd go to the artist and go, I'd like a tinker cat, and he's like, what's that? I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know. <laughs> don't know. Still don't. After all this time. Oh, I got an idea. <laughs> uh oh. John's got an idea. This, this is unprecedented. We're in uncharted territories. John has an idea. Yeah, I'll have to talk to you guys <laughs> after the, the podcast. Ooh, a little tease. Anyway, well, speaking of Kirk, that's your corner. We got a goose. I like that goose. He's probably getting tired of holding that shiv. Yeah, he's but, committed uh, to it. He is. He's menacing. <laughs> oh. And the Tinker Cat, I figured, would have made something by now. But anyway, let's uh, let's go a little off topic. Not that we already haven't, but let's jump in. Cool. What do we got? I think I you want to. Uh, yeah, I was going to say think... you wanted me to start first. Um, yes. Let me see if I can pull it up so I don't get any of the facts wrong. Um, there is a a plant. In Israel, okay, yeah, there's a plant in Israel that can produce cultured uh, meat at a rate of five thousand burgers a day right now. 
So about a thousand pounds. I don't like the word cultured. Yeah, it seems a little fancy for for hamburger. Yeah, it's not. You know, it's got like a <laughs> monocle and it goes to the opera. I just want to eat it. It makes me think of bacteria, which you're not oh, far off. I don't want bacteria. That's mad cow disease. But it it kind of you fits in with the 3D printed meat. So it's what they do is they um they take stem cells from the I think they do cow, chicken and pork. And they put it into a nutrient vat and then this is completely oversimplified and just from glancing at it, but then they use uh plant cellular structure something about plant cellular structure to grow the meat and mm. i know just just like mom used to make sounds appealing the the thing with it is is if they get fda approval um they're looking to bring it a bunch of factories to the u.s now, is, are these just basically corporations trying to make money, just pumping out burgers? Is there any thought of like, hey, if we're not, if we're just generating food, we could feed homeless people, kind of thing? Well, you know I mean, is there is there any humanitarian aspect to it? Yes, yeah, so, it's it's more about sustainable. Like they can make beef without having to kill cattle, which create methane there's there's a right. very environmental ideal around i guess this. yeah factory f cattle is very horrible on the, the fields and so, the amount of water and yeah so this would be a nice another good for the environment thing that's what i was just about to say is it produces 80 percent less greenhouse emission uses 99 percent nice. less land and 96 percent less fresh water but if there's less cows being slaughtered i can't blame the smell on them so. <laughs> it's eventually people are going to be smelling more of Chris, which is a negative. That's, tr <laughs> that's a good point. No, I didn't yeah. think about that. But so. bigger picture, people. <laughs> yeah, I just I think there's definitely, and it's going to happen in our lifetime where it's going to switch, where cultured meat and you know the when we were talking about it before the broadcast, but you know. Me and my wife, we tried um, some of the vegan options from Target, and they weren't. They weren't horrible. Well, <laughs> they, were... they were good. Huh. And I don't I, believe that. I, I'm telling you, they they had corn dogs. <laughs> they tasted just like corn dogs. They you were probably the taste like a corn dog. <laughs> corn dog. A corn dog. You know, with all that wonderful processed meat. Not that I can say mom. that because I. <laughs> Eat a lot of sausage. If if Chris, if you ate like fake pork something, you would a after eating it, you would go kick a pig just to balance it out anyway. Like, all right, somebody. I'm gonna just for John's indiscretions. I'm gonna eat like fourteen hot dogs tomorrow. <laughs> no, you should. You know what? You 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 should next the next podcast. You should eat on the podcast. You should try one of the veggie things and get an honest area. Is it? Because I've heard some of them are actually taste like hamburger or close. You know what? That's a good idea, Kirk. I you get will, to eat hamburgers too. I will go to the store this week and pick up one of these corn dogs. You didn't see my air quotes, but corn dogs. 
Well, and, and then get, how about this? Can you taste test yourself? Do a, do a, I know it's a podcast. They can't see you, but do a blindfolded taste test to see uh, if you can tell the difference. If you know, if you bite, you know, the, there's a real one, there's the fake one. See if you can tell the difference on air. Boom, yeah. boom, boom. Huge ratings, huge ratings. All right. I will, I'll tell you what, Kirk, because I like corn dogs. I will buy one pack of each. <laughs> And I will taste test them on the podcast. I'll chew away from the mic so that people don't have to hear it. And uh, I'll give you my honest review. Excellent. If I puke, it's on you. I'm telling you, I don't think you'd be able to necessarily taste the difference. This is, to be honest, this is the least hard arm twist I've ever had to do. I'm going to try to convince Chris to have corn dogs. That's not an easy easy (laughs) sell. That's not, come on. (laughs) You mean more? Yes, more. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I don't even have to buy corn dogs because they're already in my freezer, but I'll buy the fake ones. See. All right. Yeah. yeah try it out. I'm kind of curious now. Yeah, I I'd be interested too. All right. Well, it's a deal. Next podcast, we will cut out a section just for my blind taste test of the corn dog. Where did you say you said you got them at Target? I'll yeah, to I'll Target. I'll give you the brand that we tried because I'm I'm assuming there was. There's multiple different brands. Okay. We'll do it next week. Everybody. Must see see podcast. We'll not see whatever (laughs) we must listen. Whatever it is. Must. Yes. Must ear hole podcast. Okay. We're talking about cows. Sort of. I have a cow story. Look at this. Look at, look at us just uh, tying it all together. It's all coming together. Um, But I understood there's a story in uh, California where 40 cows escaped from a, a slaughterhouse and they kind of ran around a neighborhood for a couple hours and they actually, they captured 38 of them, 38 of them. They got back one of them. They actually had to shoot because it charged a family of four. They actually, somebody had to shoot a cow. Uh, and I obviously suffering from mad cow disease, but uh, boom. Okay. Um, and then one of them is still on the loose. And I think, the one still on the loose, if it lasts another eight hours, I think they should let it go. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, like seriously, like this cow bust, it figured out it was in the slaughterhouse, busted out, and then is like hiding. You're a cow in a neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like you have a, you're a stealthy cow. Let that, that guy go. That guy shouldn't go. They should, that cow should not go to the slaughterhouse. And let's, is, let's, let's start a hashtag I mean, right now. Free a hundred percent. The Shaw flank redemption. Thank you. Exactly. Like a Shosh. Come on. It's every prison movie you're rooting for the in the cow made it and you're going to take it back. No, that's not right. I agree. And I've heard of fast food, but this is ridiculous. Okay. Anyway. All right. Um, And uh, the name of the force that captured the other cows was actually called Hamburger Helper. Okay. So (laughs) I'm only. I'm only excited if the family of four that got charged by the cow was vegans. That would be, they had to mow it down. Well, it's like, (laughs) or or what they did was like, that thing ran at us. So we're going to, we're definitely going to eat that. We're going to, you and (laughs) that the thing charged your family, you're going to enjoy that burger a little bit more, I bet. Probably. Well, Speaking of burgers, um, I have to eat a disgusting corn dog on air next week. But I, for my off topic, it's summertime. You're out grilling. Fourth of July is coming up. What's better, 
and some good old ice cream. And this week I wanted to throw out uh, my daughter has been very big into ice cream this summer and not just eating it. She also likes to sell it. And by selling it, she likes to sell fake ice cream that you can't actually eat, which is cool. It's fun. And so she, I she's, just, uh, she's got a scam. She's she's yeah. selling. It's like a timeshare that's that she sells to a bunch of people, but they never get the ice. Cream. Oh, that's oh, what you it's mean. it's not up yet, Kirk. I saw it. Yeah, uh, it did. It popped up, but it. So I was looking at ice cream toys just to give her something to make said fake ice cream that she could sell. It's awfully cute. She says like she has a playhouse and she stands at the window and says ice cream sale. And you, you you have to go buy ice cream from her. She's just too cute. But uh, whenever John gets the picture, oh, I, I, just... I decided to 3D print her some ice cream toys for her to build some ice cream. And this is what I came up with. And it ties into 3D printing. We haven't talked about that a lot. We started as a 3D printing idea podcast and ended up on space and <laughs> multiple other things. But hey, my 3D printer printed me some ice cream cone toys for my daughter. Does it just fun? Doesn't even melt. Look at that. Yes, and it stacks fairly well. I could probably do a little more design on it, but for what she does with it, it's cool. She puts fake sprinkles on it and fake whipped cream. What's the flavor? It looks like I'm guessing strawberry mint uh, buttered popcorn. <laughs> I don't know what the fl what flavor is the last one. <laughs> Uh, that is pink, green, and orange, Kirk. Uh, well, yes, but what ice cream <laughs> flavors are they? Come on. That's you, a very valid it. question. I say strawberry, mint, and then I don't. I mean, it looks Kirk, like... you use your imagination. It's not real. It's whatever flavor you want. But See, Delilah calls it pink, green, and orange. Pink, green, and orange. All right. Well, you know what? Have Delilah a Monday morning. I want, I want ice cream names. Give them a flavor name. Come on. Give her some homework. When I ask her what her favorite ice cream is, she says blue. So, no, that makes sense. Blue, blue's a good blue. You can't argue with blue. Blue's good. She's, she's two. I don't, you know, that's just the way she rolls. What can I say? No, yeah, try to talk reason to a two year old. Good luck with that. I'm sorry that she doesn't know what flavors those might be, but, but no, just have, have her work on it. That's all I'm saying. That's come on. But she no, I thought she it, doesn't have a job. Look, I thought it turned out pretty well. It looks like an ice cream cone. And I designed them by myself using Tinkercad. And, uh, yeah, turned you out know, pretty this nice. This is a Chris original model. This is not like a model you found. Uh, you, you made it. I made it. Yeah, I totally, I totally designed it. It worked out pretty well. And wow. uh, they print very fast, which is also nice for a two-year-old. All right, John, 20 bucks in less than a month, he accidentally eats it. All right, can we bet on that? You want to take that money? And I did use just regular acrylic paint, which, as you can see, works out pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Just painted them up. They look good. Look like I would eat it if it wasn't hard plastic. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you, you know, you're on that special diet now. It's like Atkins, no carbs and no acrylic 3D printed stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And I sort of feel like we lost John again. I think he's no. gone. Yeah. No, so here. Okay. Okay. He's here. Well, so. I, I think. Well, should we? I think that's. I think we're about done. Wrap it up. Yeah, we wrapped it up. We had a good long episode today. I, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun. 
and uh, I didn't have Ben with me this week, which is, you know, probably why we had a good long episode and had a lot of fun. I I like the kid. I just had trouble with him last week, which is you know. So yeah. you're well. You're. I'm a fan of my child, is what you're saying. That's <laughs> yes. that's the. Just, all right, I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't want that to come <laughs> off wrong. <laughs> look, I look. The baby ruined the show. He's gone. He's on. The, <laughs> no, we gotta set the limits. Like I'm not gonna be one of these pushover parents. He's out of here. <laughs> no, but ice cream turned out good. Uh, Kirk, I will have to send you over a video of Delilah in her ice cream sale because it is super cute. And, yes, uh, I bet. You know, she still knows your dog's name, so you can't. They still speak. haven't even met. They haven't even. She could, if she caught a frisbee from her, she'd never stop talking about her. Yes. <laughs> so I think with that, for me, Chris, John, and Kirk, uh, thank you all for listening. We had a good show. Next number seventeen. We'll, yeah. Number seventeen. Yep. Next next week we'll be back, and I will eat a disgusting corn dog and a good corn dog both at the same time <laughs> and uh, maybe wash it down with some ice cream that I didn't 3d print ratings, <laughs> ratings, bonanza director. Yeah. Mark my word. That is it. And uh, with that, we will let you go and have a good evening, everybody. Yeah. Have a good night. <laughs>